I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So today we are, of course, going to be covering the State of the Union, going through pretty much everything. The way that I do it is I take bullet points like as I'm listening to it, anything that I think is notable, so I can kind of give you guys a summary of what went down. And some shit did go down during this State of the Union. So that will be the vast majority of this episode, but before we jump into that, we have two mini stories for you guys. First up, I needed to update you guys that unfortunately, the death toll in Turkey has risen to about 11,700, and that's just at the time that I'm recording this. As we know, the death rate has just skyrocketed. It's gone up and up since this disaster happened, but... On the upside, 8,000 people have been actually saved from the rubble as well. There was actually a baby born into the rubble that was saved. A pregnant woman gave birth in while she was trapped in the rubble. But it's getting to the point where anyone who's like fully trapped, where they can't hand them something, they'll have been without water since Sunday night. So, Things are getting really dire, and in the coming days, it will be more efforts to rescue bodies versus rescuing living people. So let's just hope rescue workers are able to work as fast as they can. I know everybody is doing everything they can, um, but we'll keep you guys posted on any progress with this tragedy. Next up in our mini stories today, President Zelensky of Ukraine made a surprise visit to the UK yesterday. This is the only time that he's been out of Ukraine besides his trip to the US since the war broke out. He is speaking to UK leadership about the need for further assistance, specifically asking for fighter jets. We'll definitely keep you guys posted. All right, and without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into the State of the Union. So first and foremost, oftentimes President Biden talks about bipartisanship and he calls for it, but does he ever show it himself? Well, last night he opened his State of the Union address by congratulating Kevin McCarthy, who broke into a huge smile and a huge round of applause. And to me, it felt like leadership, finally. Because if we want bipartisanship, someone has to make the first move. And that will continue to be a theme throughout the night. So we'll go ahead and talk about other times that that happened later on. But I also wanted to note, this was such an interesting statistic that he mentioned towards the top of his address as well. 10 million Americans have filed to start a small business as of late, and 
I thought that number was incredible. As a small business owner myself, it's really hard to do. And I think it really says a lot about what happened during the pandemic. You know, a lot of people turned their side hustle into their main hustle and are making it as business owners. And that's amazing. Also, there was a heavy focus on kind of America, Americana, America first type language, a heavy focus on bipartisanship, as I mentioned. And yes, he referenced his father more than once. Uh, He tripped on lines more than once, which, you know, was never the best. But I wanted to note that in, in order to understand Biden, of course, he is in his 80s and it's really easy to say, oh, he's senile, X, Y, or Z. The thing is, he has battled with a stutter since he was a child. So oftentimes when he's stuttering on lines, he's done that throughout his career, unfortunately. And it's something that he has had to work really hard to overcome. If you've ever seen The King's Speech, that movie, that's the vibe we're getting here. So it's not always (laughs) that he's forgotten a line or something like that. Anywho, uh, he talked about wanting to cap insulin prices at $35 and saying that he will veto anything that raises drug prices. He also got into some banter with the Republicans in the room about expanding Medicaid, and they were all saying that they do want to do that. So he's like, great, cool, let's do it. So that was kind of an interesting back and forth that we'll touch on more a little bit later. He also noted that the vast majority of police officers are good people. And this got a big reaction, of course, from the Republicans in the room. And I think we can see it as another olive branch extending a hand across the aisle. He did say, though, that he has some pretty staunch stances when it comes to certain things, like wanting to ban assault weapons. Uh, wanting to come together on immigration. Um, He talked a lot about seizing fentanyl, which got very heated as well. Um, He said we must go back to having Roe versus Wade intact and said that he would veto any type of national ban on abortion. He said if China threatens our sovereignty, we will, will respond and that we did. I think a lot of people are questioning what he did with the balloon and he feels that he made the right decision with the balloon. If you haven't heard about the spy balloon, go back a couple episodes because we do a deep dive on that one. Um, 17 veterans are dying a day of suicide. I thought that number was absolutely shocking and very, very tragic because that's so many more that are dying actually out in combat. So He made a big push for wanting to do more to provide mental health services for veterans. He also praised former President Bush for a project on AIDS and saying Bush thought big and went big and saying he wanted to do the same, but when it comes to cancer research. So I thought that was really fascinating. He brought a family to the audience who their child had battled cancer and it was just, yeah, that was definitely an interesting, like not predictable topic to bring in. He also had Paul Pelosi there with him 
who, of course, had a hat on because he did suffer a school fracture when his home was invaded by an extremist. And he connected what happened to Paul Pelosi to the January 6th attacks and said, extremism in America must have no safe harbor and democracy must not be a partisan issue. So he really used Paul Pelosi to underscore the fact that our leadership is being physically attacked and we have to protect it. He said, we are a nation based on an idea to kind of wrap things up. And McCarthy gave this a big nod. You know, this was, you know, again, the Americana theme that we're seeing strung throughout. You know, he referenced his football coach and sort of things of that nature. When he got his first car, this is all very you know, American dream, Americana. But Biden also, throughout his speech, repeated the words, let's finish the job. At least six times did he say, let's finish the job. Could this be a campaign mantra for his next campaign or some sort of vibe that he's setting? He used it to reference things like, Instances where there is existing legislation, but it just hasn't gone far enough, in his opinion, such as police reform, cost of prescription drugs, saving our climate, banning assault weapons, etc. He wants to see these pieces of legislation pushed further. In his view, that's where we need to be headed. And so the term, let's finish the job, or the, the phrase, let's finish the job, That seemed to be the theme of the night and potentially a nod towards his future campaign efforts. One thing that really got to me, though, and was very upsetting was the lack of decorum. The State of the Union is not a debate. It's not a discussion. We should not be hearing anyone else's voices. It is a speech and anyone who's in the audience is there to listen to what our president has to say. And we need to respect him or her so that we can hear what they have to say, whether or not we personally voted for them. But Marjorie Taylor Greene specifically yelled liar at our president while he was speaking. She went on to shout things out him throughout his speech. What's more, someone else shouted, it's your fault, as Biden was listing fentanyl statistics, meaning by not policing our border more, he is allowing people to die of fentanyl overdoses, which is just a pretty hurtful and outrageous thing to say. So that's just concerning on so many levels, and I personally really wish that the rules of decorum would be enforced because you're not allowed to speak during the State of the Union. That is not allowed. The the House is not in order. And whoever is the Speaker of the House should be in charge of keeping that order. And that comes back to Kevin McCarthy. He wasn't telling anyone to quiet down, and he should have. Anywho, that's something that I just take really seriously because if we don't have respect for our fellow leaders... You know, we may disagree on things, but we always have to have that intrinsic respect for one another or the whole thing collapses. And that's why when people talk about our democracy being under threat, this is what they mean. 
the whole world watches us. You know, you can just look at Brazil. Look at what happened in Brazil where Brazilian people stormed their capital right after our capital was stormed about an election. What we do is watched and has ripple effects throughout the world. And we got to keep the peace, guys. Anywho, the other thing that I wanted to note was that I felt climate should be more front and center, especially what just happened in Turkey and Syria. You know, climate is an existential threat to us all. And it was noted, it was talked about a little bit during the speech, but if we don't get a handle on that, not much else is going to matter. And so to me, that was a really big missed opportunity. Biden has still not declared, though, that he is officially running in 2024. So there's a chance that Democrats will be shopping for a new candidate. Who knows? But this speech was very well received, especially among progressives. Not everything that Biden does is well received among progressives, to say the least. So this was very interesting. And some are even calling it the best speech of his career. What's around the corner for Biden? We'll just have to wait and see. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, civility costs nothing, but it buys you everything. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfree media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.